This is riveting. Find more at riveting.fm. I'm Morgan. I'm a publicist. I'm Linda, and I'm a writer and editor. And this is... Drink! Drink! Drunk! It's a grammar show with a drinking problem. Thanks, Morgan. Today we're going to talk about how to email uh, Dolly Parton, the subjunctive, and some other cool news. Nice. Can't wait. So we had an exciting delivery. It was super exciting. From, I guess, our number one fan. It's That seems to be it. I mean, nobody else is mailing us packages and writing us really adorable cards. Signed, your number one fan. It was awesome. Such a pleasant surprise for today. Um, we got individual cards addressed to each of us. Again, really cute. And all the cards were really funny and personalized notes inside. And a gift... Um, we now have official podcast coasters for the studio. Thank goodness. So we don't ruin this table. And, and they are hand-painted, I assume. They're painted with the outline, the image, the... What's what's this Silhouette. called? Silhouette. <laughs> of the state of our number one fan. Her name's Michelle, and she's from Minnesota. Michelle from Minnesota. So now we're repping Minnesota hard up in the studio. Yeah. i never even been. Me neither. Got to get there. I went once and it was snowy, really icy. I think yeah. It was January. It was right after New Year's Eve. Wow. And I was at a long all day meeting. And then I went back to my car and I slept on ice. Mm. And it was I got right after dirty. New Year's Eve or right after New Year's? New Year's, whatever. Okay. Mm. Meaning it was January 3rd or 2nd. It's it was very the cold. land of a thousand lakes. Point is, I slipped and it sucked. You know is it that one? Then I went to the yeah, airport. Yeah, there's so many lakes because one time, I think I might have had a layover there once. And when we were flying in, I was looking at my window and I was like, Looking for lakes. Mm. Uh, there's a thousand. Any? Yeah, I saw a thousand. Oh, wow. You counted. Good. Mm-hmm. Thank Didn't you. know you could go that high. Rude. <laughs> well, thank you, Michelle. Michelle These are would awesome. never say that to me. I know. <laughs> Can I say the one thing that happened that was really funny? I don't, I don't know. When okay. we unwrapped I'm them. I'm nervous. What happened? <gasps> oh. <laughs> In one of her notes, she said, like, now you have coasters that represent my, you know, a, a fan's home state or something. And we opened the coasters. <laughs> and we looked at, like Morgan said, this outline of Minnesota. And we were like, all three of us were like, damn it, what state is that? <laughs> but we figured it out quickly. Yeah. And I did not guess good it at right geography. for the record. Um, oh, yeah. Well, you said Illinois first. No, I think that was Brian. He said oh. Wisconsin and Illinois. No. I don't know. I said 19 states. I was throwing everything at the wind. I had no idea. (laughs) Throwing everything at the wind. (laughs) What did the wind ever do to you? (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you, Michelle. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So if you want your hometown represented, (laughs) send us an email. Home state, town, country, village, Um, hamlet. And a gift. Um, Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Because right now, this is like a Minnesota takeover up in this bitch. Okay. Anyway, drunkwordnerds at gmail.com. That's how you can communicate with us. Speaking of email. Yes. Another listener reached out to us on Twitter. Her name, her handle, I'm saying her because I feel like I remember it was a girl, but all I have right now is the handle, and it's at monkeying around. Okay. (laughs) Oh, so silly. 
They sent us an article from The Atlantic, How to Email. Mm. Did you happen to read this, Linda? No. Okay. Sorry. No, it's good. I, um, I want your genuine reactions. Okay. This is by James Hamblin. Okay. And it's, uh, again, from The Atlantic. And he's bragging because... <laughs> He says, I recently cut the amount of time I spent on email by almost half. Oh, my God. And I think a lot of people could do the same. Okay. He says that he probably comes off curt and maybe some people don't like him because of this. But if everybody did it like him, then it wouldn't be rude. Okay. And this is what he's working on. This is what he's proposing. No sign off. Wow. No best, no cheers, no thanks. No, you can write your name if you want, or you can just end it. And that's how he's saving like half of his time on email? Well, that's just part one of the plan. Oh, okay. No greeting. No dear or hey or I don't agree name. with that. <laughs> just get right into it. Write the recipient's name if you must, but most people already know their names. Like they already know your name. No, I don't like that at all without the hey. I'd rather have a hey and no name than just Morgan. Here's what the project plan is or whatever, because that seems like yelling. Well, he says that greetings and closings are relics. They, um, excuse me, forgoing them might seem curt or impolite, but it's the opposite. Long formal emails are impolite, period. Well, they're, that doesn't make them long and formal. It makes them. <laughs> he says text messages and chat platforms like Gchat and Slack require no such formality. So why should it seem rude to forego it in email? It's a culture overdue for change. Um, this is the one part I do agree with. He says, in his experience, most people over age 70 or so are already totally down with blunt emails. <laughs> which 70. Like, yeah. I do agree with. A lot. Anytime I have, get like a really blunt or really curt email, it's almost always from a man like in his 60s or higher. And like in a professional thing. And they're just like, yeah, sure, do it. Or like, yeah, call me about this. Or like, no, period. Yeah, but look how you take it. Um, well, yeah, I read it like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but I also know that like, I don't think that's really how they're saying it, but that's how I'm reading it. Yeah. Um, so that's, he, he does have a point there. Um, <laughs> and he says, brevity signals respect. An email is an imposition on a person's time. Writing to someone is saying, I know you have a finite amount of time and attention today, and I'm going to take some of it. So he says, your email should not be more than three sentences. And if it is, you should call or get together in person. I like that. I also think you can be brief and courteous at the same time. Um, but also, sometimes I send people long emails with plenty of bullets and bolding, of course, and lots of line spacing so that it's easy to scan because I am aware of that. But sometimes I just need people to have like complete background on something. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know what kind of utopia this guy works in, but like oh, yeah. sometimes you need things on the record and you mm. need to be like, I told yeah. that person mm -hmm. about this project and, you know. I mean, that's not in, always in all cases, but like sometimes you need it to be out there in the open yeah. with multiple For people when you get copied. hacked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the shit gets leaked. You can be like, nah, ah, ah. Yeah. It's right there. I did that. I did it. He says, but I do agree that generally your email should be really short. Three sentences? That's so short to me. And also multiple line breaks. Sometimes I have like an intro sentence, line break, line break. 
another sentence, yeah. line break, and another sentence, and that's it. That's my whole email. But I like separate them so it's really easy to read. Oh my god, I feel like I never send emails that short unless I'm. It's just like somebody. You're also in PR, it's a little different. Yeah, somebody I know, and I'm just like sending them like a, so a much funny link, and I don't. Even well, yeah, know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it's not always possible. Chat. Like you just sent an email to a group of our friends. Yeah, talking about going out to a '90s and early aughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, dance party. True. So I was fully in paper, of, of course. Um, and I think I wrote. I realized back. after I sent that that uh, it could have used a little editing. I I I had added some information in in the wrong place. I didn't notice, but it was like friendly, and so it was like long because it was like I miss you guys, blah blah. blah you yeah. know. Yeah. So I thought that was perfect, perfectly good use of a of an email. Well, length. Thanks. But yeah, generally it works. not getting the responses I, I would have hoped for. Oh, it's been several hours. And I'll only be have there. Three yeses. I'll be there. Me and you and J-Lo. That's all I care about. Um, but I agree that you don't have to do the grading when you're going back and forth with someone, especially mm. like the same day, like yeah. on the same email. Yeah. Like, I get mad when somebody does the grading and the sign off with me in that back and forth because I feel like I should do it back to them. But I'm like, come on. Yeah, yeah. This is unnecessary. It almost seems passive aggressive at that point. It's like, yeah. hi, Morgan. Thanks for the question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Instead of just writing, yep, that's right. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he says, don't let the inbox become a to-do list. Our novelty-driven brains tend to give priority to whatever email is newest unread at the top of the pile. Um, newness does not signal priority. And this is good advice. Um, uh, and he says... Aspiring to inbox zero, an empty inbox, perfectly clean, organized, and contained, is for most people some mythical idea. And obsessing over this can be counterproductive if you're giving priority to emails instead of what you should be doing. I agree with that. I definitely treat my inbox like a to-do list. Mm -hmm. But I also am very good at using like folders or like whatever email system you use. But I don't keep a lot of emails in my inbox, but the ones that are in there, I do actually need to address or like do something about them in that Mm -hmm. moment. Like they're not big projects, but they're probably like easy one-off things I could like get to and maybe knock a few out. And then he says, check only one, no, check only two or three times a day. I've heard this so many times. It's impossible. He says, I used to check more like a hundred times, but now... He, every time you check your email, you, you lose a little bit of time and then you have to refocus. And this is true. And I'm guilty of this all the time. But it's also just like, no, I don't know. And sometimes you're waiting for something. Yeah. And sometimes somebody's asking you for something that they want in the next 20 minutes. Well, yeah, especially like you're in a more sort of. It's life life or death over here. I don't want to say like a service position, but you need to like <laughs> be able to like reply to people right away especially during business hours yeah um i feel like sometimes you're on like chain emails or chain. yeah i get those chain letters that are like if you don't return this a ghost will steal your clothes <laughs> that's a that's a new one i've never got that one. <laughs> you never got that one no but you're on like a an email with a lot of people and it might be like what do you guys think about this plan or this thing or whatever and like a bunch of people weigh in. And what if you don't check it for like two hours and you're like, I yeah. actually didn't agree with any of that. You know? Yeah. And I also like recently, you know, tried to like call a client and they immediately sent me an email. that's like, I'm on another call. What do you need? Like 
they're treating it like a text message almost. Yeah. And people do that too. You know, not everybody's going to use email in your, the way you want to use it. Like, good yeah. for you, but we're not going to follow your rules, James. I do agree with trying to be as courteous as possible to other people's time in email. Yes. But I mean, come on. Everybody knows that. People who are rude are never going to get it. Yeah. So they're definitely not reading this article. Yeah, rude that's people. a good point. One time I like gave a, I don't know why I did this, but in my old company, I gave like a presentation about, um, oh, I think we like updated our style guide or something maybe. And I was going over that. But I also took the opportunity to, in a PowerPoint presentation, talk about how you should write emails. Wow. I was such an asshole. You were not invited to do that? <laughs> no. I mean, I was invited to be like, Oh, yeah, style tips and um, changes and mm -hmm. maybe some writing tips that will help everyone. Yeah. And I was like, oh, writing tips that will help everyone. And it was like, here's how to communicate with me. PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> Email. <laughs> this is what I like. One Start slide said TLDR, which means too long. Don't read. Didn't read. Oh. Um, and I was like. You should never have a paragraph in an email that is more than two sentences. Like, I mean, I was seriously, wow. I feel like I was, it was directed at like maybe one or two people in particular, but I was like, everyone, we don't have time for this shit. Someone that we know also another tip, if people are looking for tips is, um, I don't even know what platform she was using. Maybe this was Outlook, but like there was a setting that you can do to when, when an email is open and you press delete, your next unread email will pop up mm. instead of like having to press it. And mm. she just felt like between meetings, yeah. that was like an efficient use of her time to like really get through them. Interesting. Quickly. Yeah. All right, people. It is. A new dawn. Okay, you got it. We really got to stop that. Oh, I thought you were just talking to us. No, I'm trying to <laughs> do our fucking job. Sorry. How else are we going to make coasters? I mean, get coasters. Just ruined it. Yeah, we actually made the coasters and sent them, <laughs> sent them to ourselves. Good job, Morgan. Oh, boing. Okay, I'll be quiet. Okay. Okay. So it's a new age in American history. We have a new president. So the conservative media for the last eight years. Maybe. Sorry to interrupt, but we're a few weeks behind. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Who knows? He could be impeached by this point. We don't know. We really don't know. Or we could all be dead. You know how Kelly, <laughs> um, my, the millennial that guested on this show, yeah. uh, is obsessed with Baba Vanga? I don't even know what that is. Um, a blind Bulgarian, like, I don't want to say prophet because not a prophet, but like a like a seer of the future. She's dead now, but she's from Bulgaria. She's didn't she, see that coming. She died in like <laughs> she died in like 1920 or something. But she's like oh. predicted this like a lot of weird stuff that's come true, and then a lot of weird stuff that hasn't come true. Okay, but so just a normal <laughs> person. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little eerie some of the stuff, and Kelly's really into it. And Baba Vanga. Um, predicted that the last president of the United States was going to be the 44th and it was going to be an African-American. 
And there would be, then there were going to be no more presidents. Well, she's already wrong. Well, we'll see. I no, mean, she's, no, she's wrong. wrong. <laughs> That's already wrong. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we already saw. Wrong. Oh, Grandmother Vanga. And look at her picture. Once again, Morgan's doing great radio. <laughs> Wait, is that a sculpture? Google it. No, that's her real face. Wait. <laughs> how pos- How is that possible? That's her face. Wait, let me look at it. I think that's a sculpture. It's Nobody would make a sculpture of that, Linda. It's fucking terrifying. Oh, okay. oh she's blind. I was like, why are her eyes closed? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what were we talking about? Um, okay, so the conservative <laughs> media <Grab her. laughs> for the past eight years um, has been tracking... President Obama's use of personal pronouns, I, me, and my. And they, it's always been, I didn't know this. Why? Like, he's so selfish. Yeah, believe it or not, I don't follow the conservative media. Um, and that's like a talking point that they like to talk about how, um, how, yeah, like how he's such a narcissist. And he repeatedly talks about himself. And like when he welcomed the, Chicago Cubs to the White House after they won the World Series. He um, used a personal pronoun 40 times in 22 minutes. And they like report this like, oh, my God, can you believe it? Because he says, you know, like, I will say to the Cubs, it took you long enough. Like, oh, what a narcissist. So that's funny. I know. So does it say like which outlets in particular? Yes. Um, National Review, Weekly Standard, Washington Examiner, InfoWars, Federalist, Daily Wire, Independent Journal Review, like all of the okay. uber conservative ones. Um, believe it or not, Fox News was the first to make this a thing. Oh. They published something, an important finding by the Media Research Center, which is a conservative group, um, eight months after Obama took office for the first time. And their findings were, Obama loves to hear himself talk. This is a quote from the Media Research Center. Okay, In just 41 speeches... This year, not including this week's big speech of the United Nations, Obama has talked about himself nearly 1,200 times. Okay. It's just really dumb. Yeah. Um, so they said, does he really do this more than anybody else? And they did this. Re- the um, Somebody from The Fix tracked this in 2014, and the answer was not really. Um, he talks about himself like a tiny bit more, meaning 2.2. Six eight percent of his spoken words are I, me, and my. Um, uh-huh. Bush's were two point two five, and Clinton's were two point six. Okay, so technically yes, but yeah, no, they're both they're all hovering around three percent. Okay, Bush more or closer two, to two. two or three, yeah, yeah. Um, and then of course they say like, well, are they going to keep monitoring presidential self references because? This should be pretty interesting. Yeah. And they include this quote, which at this point is going to be a little old. But if you haven't heard it yet, it's really great. I'm just going to read selections about the Times of London asked Donald Trump, do you have any models? Are there heroes that you steer by? People you look up to. And he says, I don't like heroes. Keep in mind, we're, we're looking for the words I, me and my. I don't like the concept of heroes. The concept of heroes is never great, but certainly you can respect certain people, and certainly there are certain people. (laughs) And that just ends there. (laughs) He starts talking about his father and building houses and and learning negotiation. 
And then he says, um, I got a letter from somebody, their congressman. They said that what you've done is amazing because you were never a politician and you beat all the politicians. He said they added it up. When I was three months into the campaign, they added it up. <laughs> I had three months of experience. And he goes on and on about how he had three months oh, of experience. Yeah, it was like a thousand years. And the guys <laughs> he was running, the 17 guys he was running against had 236 years of experience. And this is all numbers he's quoting, so God only knows um, what was true. But then, so he talks about this for a while and he says, but I believe it's like hitting a baseball or being a good golfer. Natural ability to me is much more important to me than experience. And experience is a great thing. I think it's a great thing, but I learned a lot from my father in terms of leadership. All right. So I don't know if we should keep tracking how many times you say I or like how many times you just start different sentences and don't end them. Yeah. Well, that's like that thing came out where it's like, can you diagram this Donald Trump sentence? It it's was like really long and just fucking bizarre. Yeah. It's just bizarre. I hope they keep tracking it. I actually think it's kind of interesting and I don't think of it as like that. Well, no, it's not. Of course, because I like, look, I just did it. I was like, I don't think. But, I mean, yeah. I guess I am talking about my own thought, but it's like you're just. I don't know. For Whatever. the most part, especially when I don't a, need to explain this to thinking people. when especially <laughs> when a leader is giving a speech, they're typically not talking about themselves. Mm -hmm. And if they are, it is in a way to kind of relate to the people to yeah. say, you know, like in speeches, you know, he'll say like Michelle and I have done this yeah. or have seen this or are thankful for this like or I wonder if they included like we as a nation are whatever. They like, include like my fellow Americans. That counts. Oh, yeah. He, I feel like he uses that a lot. Whatever. Yeah. I'm not. I don't care that he. Whatever. I'm not getting into this. It's just a. <laughs> it's just a. It's a weird thing to count because it doesn't yeah. mean what you think it means. Yeah. It just doesn't. Well, times they are changing. The effort to um, share not all bad news <laughs> or, or down news um, a few weeks ago was Dolly Parton's birthday, um, as you know. Yay! On January 19th. And She's the greatest. Um, it came across my, my eyes uh, that <laughs> she... <laughs> Uh, on the Huffington Post wrote, here's a reminder that Dolly Parton will send your child free books. And so she has this program where she will send preschool age children a free book every month. Is it called Country Grammar? <laughs> Imagination <laughs> Library. Oh my God, I wish it was. Oh, it's so much better. I wish it were. We'll talk about that later. Um, she could team up with Nellie. Oh, God. They would be the next, like, Martha and Snoop Dogg. <gasps> we should pitch that to them. Yeah. <laughs> we could make a lot of money. Oh, my God. They would be They incredible. should have a podcast. Yes. Called Country Grammar. I don't think Nellie's doing Dolly, anything. Dolly Parton's Country Grammar featuring Nellie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Brian, get me Dolly Parton's agent on the phone. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to bring it up because I thought it was so cute. And she, how do you get? How do you do it? How do you get the free books? Is there a URL or something? Oh yeah, so it's Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. Awesome. Hold on. Clicking the link, so it's imaginationlibrary.com. So I don't know. I, 
There's you just a... have to give her your social security number yeah. and your mom's maiden name. It doesn't just matter. Kidding. No, it's it's straightforward. It's the real deal. She yeah, just, it just says send register you my books. child. Um, Up until they're like four or five, I think. Yeah, something like that. They She started it for her home county in Tennessee, but she's expanded it because there was such demand. And now she sends one million books a month. A month? She's the best. <sighs> She's an angel. Walking among us. She really is. Knock on wood. I'm getting so nervous now. We keep talking about them. Who knows? This isn't coming out for a while. <laughs> oh, God. Dolly. Dolly will always be with us. We uh, need her. She keeps updating her parts. So, Her parts? She oh. She plastic surgery a lot. I thought you meant her Ooh. hair. No. <laughs> I was like, her hair's pretty consistent. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you guys. Time for a grammar lesson. Tuning in, pushing my glasses up on my nose. All right. Unnecessary. <laughs> All right, Morgan. Mm-hmm. What do you think is right? I wish friends were still on. I wish friends was still on. I know this one. Okay. I learned it in my um my AP English class from that teacher who was really mean and yelled, made fun of that kid because he said um prelude wrong. <laughs> so I remember everything he taught me because he was mean. All right. Um, it's were. Good. Good. Good for you, Morgan. Thank you. You can thank um, Mr. Lauren Holt for that. All right. He had a lady's first name, and I think that's what made him so mean. Oh. That'll like do um, it. a boy named Sue. Yes, he was a murderer. <laughs> is that the story of that song? <laughs> um, He's in prison, right? Or is that the other song? <laughs> yeah, all, all of Johnny Cash's songs are about someone who goes to prison, basically. But I, th- I think so. Boy named Sue, uh, he's not a murderer. Doesn't he believe. like hurt somebody or beat somebody? Well, he like gets into a lot of fights because his, his name, name is, Sue. is Sue. So he grows up mm. to be a sourly old person. Well, I bet the untold and then he meets his father. The untold story is that he also killed people. Probably. Well, at the end, the father says he can kill him if he wants. But really, the father credits himself for making him tough because he gave him a girl's name and he knew he was gonna grow up without a father. That guy's a dick. Listen, there's more in this world to being tough. Probably could have had a lot more friends. That's if you're right. not going to have a dad, at least you can have a friend. Am I right? Good point. All right. Grammar lesson. Yeah. <laughs> if I were that guy's dad. Yes. I would have named him something nice. If I were. Right. So. Not that Sue's not nice. It's a lovely name. It's my mother's name. All right. So that's a subjunctive sem- sentence. Because it is wishful. So if you just think of like wishful sentences, mm-hmm. things that aren't true that you're wishing Because I'm true. not Sue's, the boy named Sue's dad. So I say, if I were. Right. Okay. So um, when someone says, I wish something, mm-hmm. uh, that's a big clue that you should be using were because mm. were is um, like the subjunctive case or whatever you want to call it for those wishful statements. So, um, I wish you were better at your job or whatever. Rude. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Gets the word. The other one that's a big clue is the if, which you just used. And especially when it's followed later by, so 
when the sentence starts with if and then later say like could or would like if you were more perceptive you would know I want a beer right now oh so Do you? you know I know I'm sick so all right I think I'll stick with the wine okay. I don't know why that makes sense in my head but it mm. does mm. um if I were in charge tilikum would have been released into the wild so the wood would that have been safe though I don't know. I guess they would have had to do a lot of yeah. like, yeah, yeah, they'd have to like teach him. But he came from the wild, although he was, I was going to yeah. say he was a kid. He was a baby. <laughs> okay. um, so wish is pretty much always going to be a were or subjunctive. Um, starting with if, like I said, is a big clue. And especially if would or could is later. Basically, if it's not true. Okay. And you're contemplating it being like true speculating speculating or wishing it okay then it gets a were cool a lot of people have asked about this actually uh our, our listeners interesting yeah i like sort of thought this was one of those things that was going out of style because oh because people don't know it so they just yeah. say it was yeah i mean i say it too like in everyday yeah speech I probably I probably say was sometimes, but this is the one thing that I actually kind of (laughs) know. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) We finally got to it. (laughs) Just under a year. (laughs) Cheers, everyone. (laughs) Thanks, Trump. I is smart. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget we have an online shop now. It's shop. .drunkwordnerds.com Get your mm-hmm. t-shirts, get your mugs, get your totes. Mm. Oh, I like that. They're mm-hmm. all there. Mm-hmm. Just for you. Mm-hmm. And you can also follow us on all of the platforms. Well, not all of them. And send us gifts <laughs> from yes. your great state. Yes. Thank you, Drunk Word Nerds. Out. My mom, for Christmas, tried to buy me a D.A.R.E. t-shirt since I blamed her for throwing mine out. She just told me this. And so she found one, like, via Amazon. Okay. And she was like, there's all different versions. And she's like, I swear I found the one that you used to have. And so I ordered it. And it turns out she ordered it from China. Oh. And it came in, like, uh, two months. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it was, like, a nylon shirt. Like, I mean, the person got the order and then just made up the shirt yeah <laughs> like that's what that. they do yeah so like she didn't realize she was ordering from china mm. you know so it like came and it was like so wrong and like wasn't <laughs> what she wanted there was like no tag inside or anything no writing inside and she was like uh yeah i want to return this or whatever and so it ended up probably being like 15 bucks with shipping but she's been going back and forth with them for like maybe five weeks and she was going to write me a note a uh, card from Tawny. <laughs> <laughs> but she was basically like, now this good gift goof. has cost me like yeah. so much time. Anyway, she got like her $10 back, how much it was, but then like not the shipping. Yeah. And she's writing a letter to Amazon. But she's going back and forth with the Chinese company like a thousand oh. times. And they keep giving her like incremental returns, like $1.83 or something, <laughs> like That's multiple weird. times. Really weird. Anyway, thanks, Mom. This has been a riveting production.